Welcome back to the OTB podcast. This week in the hot seat, we're joined by Kiwi Downhill legend Sam Blinkensop. Sam's had an epic career racing bikes, and you can tell on this podcast that the racing fire is still burning strong for him. This year, he set up his own deal with Crestline Bikes, which has just been announced, and he dives into how and why it's all come about for 2023. Along with that, we get some awesome stories from his years of racing, including an epic saga about a borrowed van with the Masters Brothers that you definitely don't want to miss. On to the show. Nice. Very nice. Front back. Leader's garment. (laughs) Quite happy. It's alright, isn't it? Looks looks pretty good in that bad boy. Excellent, I think the word you're looking for is. Look at that thing. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Beautiful. Now, only if you're ready for this. Right, joining us in the hot seat today, we've got a, an old friend of uh, Red Dog and I's, Sam Blinkensop. Um, Sam's obviously been around the New Zealand scene and the World Cup scene for fuck a long time now. Um, but yeah, some some news just probably dropped when we dropped this podcast, hopefully, with a new deal. Um, so we want to touch on that. Bit of what's been going on and um, general catch up. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Yeah, cheers. Uh, thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> That's all good. Well, these have been pretty fun. So it's um, it's good to get some of the, yeah, some of the guys from around New Zealand here that maybe don't make it onto some of those podcasts overseas that we don't talk about. There's those uh, those other ones. But um, so new new ride. Um, who who are you riding for this year? Yeah. So basically. I've been trying to do my own deal for a few years now. I tried to do it two or like last season because I was kind of I just I got to the stage in my career where I was like, I mean, I still love racing. Oh, we all love racing, but I just got to the point where being on a team with everyone was kind of getting a little bit stale and. Like listening to kind of the team managers complain about things and everyone on the team complain about things and having to like pretty much deal with everyone else's like kind of garbage and stuff like that. So I was like, uh, yeah, I was trying to do my own thing and wanted to get like my own thing going. And then last year didn't really work out because I kind of waited too long and yeah, like there was quite a few sponsors came, but then like heaps of people were just like really late to replying, and then I was just like, oh, I just rode. I was just like, okay, can I ride for the team again with Norco? And they're like, yeah, sweet as. So I was like, I just sign a one year deal with them, and then um, try and do everything again like this this year for this coming season. So yeah, worked on it a bit more earlier. Some sponsors, and then I probably chose the worst year ever to do it because um, <laughs> yeah, it's got pretty it's got kind of grim again in the bike industry this year so yeah, yeah it's a little right. gone a little bit that way with all the everyone like budgets cutting and everyone's scared to spend money so I, I didn't really think into that one but in saying that like it's all worked out and like um like most of pretty much everyone is real keen and like putting in like money and stuff and 
and then there's other sponsors that are just like you never hear from and then it's quite late and so it's quite a hard thing to do like I never really realized I guess that's why team managers are like quite well some of them are quite useless and then some of them are onto it and then <laughs> the same thing with like sponsors too like I guess that's why I'm stoked with all the guys that I'm working with because like they're real if they're, they're keen and they just like email me back straight away or they're they're keen, yeah. and they're keen so that it's kind of like the that's what I, the whole thing I was kind of going towards like yeah dealing with team managers and stuff they kind of deal with everything and then you never really get to deal with any of your sponsors properly so yeah so you're riding uh riding crestline this season yeah so it's um yeah. how did how did that come about because like i mean that's a pretty kind of obscure brand um you know pretty niche and small yeah, Where did yeah. That kick off from um basically um thanks to um Bernard Kerr, <laughs> he was um, yeah talking to the guys that run everything there, and so he was talking to them, and then they were looking for a rider, and they were like pretty keen to like get into the World Cup scene because that obviously they're only doing like a a certain amount of frames, like doing fifty frames, so it's like a one off yeah. thing for downhill frames kind of thing. So yeah, so they just want to get into that, and then yeah, KB, oh, KB, um, yeah, Bernard helped me out with that. And then, um, so I was pretty stoked. And then, yeah, we just kind of like got everything going like the last couple of days or weeks, really. And then, yeah, it's all happening. So, yeah, I'm stoked. And then their big thing is they're pushing like like downhill, downhill bike and then like e-bikes. So yeah, mostly yeah, it's pretty, e-bike scene. pretty kind of odd end of the spectrum, really. Like it's the kind of... I mean, everyone's doing an e-bike, but like, yeah, to have those two together, but they, um, they look like pretty cool bikes, like a, almost like a high pivot Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes me excited. Like I haven't ridden the bike yet because it's, um, still hasn't, um, well turned up yet, but just waiting for it to clear customs and everything. So I'm freaking like profiting at the bit to ride this bike and like, I feel like I've ridden some poo bikes <laughs> in the past. I'm waiting for like a, just a, a good bike to turn up in my doorstep. So I yeah. think that'll be it for some. Let's, uh, let's not be shy. Out. There was a few rough years of Norco uh, there, that's some for of sure. the earlier ones, that's for sure. Yeah, well, and I think, yeah, I don't want to say anything, but. <laughs> no, fair enough. But the. Um, yeah, these look pretty cool, and the um, the e-bikes look pretty good too. So, yeah, it was um, just that's... released like last week. Yeah, so that's the bikes look sick, and I, the whole thing around it is I'm pretty stoked because, like, with um, Crestline components, so you can I can change the linkages and stuff quite easily, and I feel like that's what I've been struggling with over the years. Like, you talk to engineers and stuff and it takes so long to get anything done like i can pr- i pretty much just um call them up or just see what i want to change or anything and they said it could be like to like a week or two weeks turnaround sort of thing and then obviously yeah. it takes whatever shipping or whatever or if i'm over in the us it's less time or whatever so i'm pretty stoked yeah, like that. and then theoretically yeah. you could pretty much have like a new linkage or something between races just about if you like yeah if you needed to or if you wanted yeah, to change just, it up yeah it's just him he's just got to draw it up and then see what works and 
So I'm pretty stoked with that. And then having their input on that side as well. And then, yeah, I'm, it's just something different. And like, I've ridden for so many teams for so many years. And it's just kind of cool to do my own thing and getting all the sponsors together. And yeah, I've quite, quite a lot. Quite fun there. and uh, satisfying, like putting all that stuff together, eh? So that'd be quite cool. Yeah. Quite a cool change for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a new thing for sure. It keeps you excited, like, and busy. And it's probably even more busy with kids and then... <laughs> Everything's busier with kids. Yeah, and Lisa's trying to help me out and then do some training and then I don't help myself out because I'm probably off hunting or fishing or diving more than I should be. But <laughs> I've, I've got to catch, um, put food on the table as well. Yeah, fair enough. Got to get it in when you can, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, did you... Yeah, so it's probably probably quite Sorry. cool for you, like, um, especially because, like, I mean, Norco is probably a smaller of the big brands, but, like, you know, this Crestline obviously looks like a pretty small company, so, you know, you'll kind of be, like, their their main guy. So it kind of give you some motivation, I guess, to, to get it out there on the on the World Cup circuit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Norco's, like, a massive thing paired to, um, yeah. paired to these guys. So it's, like, yeah, it's, like, a good change. It's, like almost like me starting like they've obviously got something out there already but just small you know so it's like me starting everything for them really so it's gonna be cool so I'm 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 real stoked about it and then yeah just see how it goes and then well, I'm I'm pretty keen to like grow this thing with some like Kiwi um, juniors and stuff and obviously not this year but like in the next year when I've after I've done like a year of this or whatever and see how it works out and then because obviously I have the motorhome and stuff in Europe so they can travel with me or whatever and yeah just find some fast Kiwi that needs a ride or just needs help in hand to start because if I would have never had that like I wouldn't be probably where I was if I never had that that support the first year when I rode for Gravity Group when I was on Turner yeah so I was a, a seventeen year old kid never left. Oh, I didn't even know where I was going in Europe. I knew, I thought I thought when I was flying to Europe, I thought I was going to a different islands, like all these different islands, but I didn't know Europe was one. Like I thought like Italy and France you have to fly to different islands and stuff and then just I just had no around everywhere. Yeah, I was like a kid that at school I was just like rode my bike and that was about it. <laughs> I mean, and, we 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 still had, you know, like we, you know, we still had the internet, but holy shit no. shit's a lot easier these days with facetime and like just being able to use google maps and that like man we didn't yeah. have phones we didn't have smartphones or anything back then either so, i can't even understand how you did it like how did you do it it's the dial-up insane. internet the dial-up internet it was just a waste of time so you you'll think i remember talking to my parents the first couple of years overseas and it just you'd never hear them it's just like yeah trying to skype yeah and it was too expensive to call, so I was, we didn't even bother. So, yeah, so it was a wake-up call. And then, like, obviously having that support, like, getting overseas, like, I was, like, a, a junior. And then, yeah, like, my team manager at the time, he said he was just, like, cracking up because I turned up to Europe and I didn't even know it was winter. Like, I just had – because New Zealand winters are quite mellow in the North Island. Yeah. I just had shorts and, like, T-shirt. And then as soon as I got there, it was like snowing and stuff. So I went to go and like buy pants and shit like that. So he was cracking up. So he was like, man, what are your parents doing? Where's your clothes, mate? Like, You're like, um, mate, I'm just, just a kid from Wanganui. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't get cold there. Nah, just rains and muddy. Yeah, muddy. <laughs> oh, shit, that's good. Um, before we go too far down that track, um, so what uh, what sponsors have you got lined up or they're confirmed for this year? Yeah, so basically pretty much got everything um, signed except for um, suspension I'm waiting for now and uh, just drive chain. So I'm running... Um, I access for um, clothing, head to toe pretty much. Well, not toe, but 510 for the toe, the toe part. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> then, the um, yeah. and then be clipping into HD pedals. And then uh, Dighty Handlebars, which is pretty much like I've worked with um, Eric for like, God knows. You've been on those for, for a while. Time now. And he's like, mm. it's like a, a thing that I just, I couldn't really change handlebars or grips they just it's like a thing that i i just kind of get used to oh, it's, it's your first point of contact right it's like yeah. once you get comfortable with it you just don't want to change it and i just like the, the grips feel so good with no gloves so yeah. it's just well, i was just like it's easy for me and then eric's just like it's funny because like saying that like i've been working with him for so many years but i've never actually talked to him on the phone <laughs> until i did all this like contract stuff with him so it's just like like dealing with your mate but you've never talked to actual. So That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all the other sponsors are always dealing with it. We've done emails and stuff like that. Like, yeah. doing, like film projects, but we never actually had like sat down and like talked to each other. And so it was like when we first talked, we were like talking for ages because it was like catching up with your mate that you never actually talked to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite funny. But um, yeah, so obviously um, tidy handlebars and seat and – and grips and stuff, and then for brakes, I'm running um, Haze, so I'm pretty stoked with that. Oh, nice! And then um, DT Swiss and Maxxis tires, and oh, good tires. Good, good. You haven't sold out to something budget just for some money. Nah, well, <sighs> it's just the guys here in New Zealand, Marlene. They just the bet. They're just awesome, you know. What they help yeah. me out here, and the, it's just handy, you know, because I'm just down the road from them here in Christchurch. Yeah. And, just makes that part so much easier because, man, if you don't have rubber, you just can't ride. So, nah. Oh, it's and, such a big deal. And if it yeah. sucks, it makes your whole bike feel terrible. Oh, yeah, I mean, and then obviously... There's a history of people running shit tyres and then ending up on blacked-out Maxxis. Like, it's yeah. just happened every season for the last 25 years. Yeah, well, yeah, specialised... Yeah, obviously everyone. But now I think everyone's kind of catching up. And Yeah. But then, like... Maxis is so good they they'll just do that anyway you know so they'll know like everyone's working hard so they're always working hard they always want new compounds or new like a tread pendant or something so they're just they're just good because they have everything like mm. if you want something you've got that so yeah and then dt swiss is awesome too because they're at all the world cups and it just makes my life easier you know having oh, that's, that support at the world cups just that's huge especially for wheels so you're not oh, yeah. having to drag around tons of wheels and stuff like that. Yeah, and then obviously I, I haven't signed for suspension yet, but that will probably be out when this probably comes out maybe. So you'll, everyone will know, but I'm not yeah, a that's all right. There's two yeah. options, but... We'll leave we'll leave okay. that one as a mystery. It'll probably be out at the same time anyway. Yeah, everyone can think. Yeah, whatever. Speculate. But, yeah, and then nothing for drivetrain yet, but maybe something, but... Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll have something on there, mate. Yeah, we've got to have something. 
Oh, you don't really need a chain for Downer anymore, so... Uh. Nah, you'll be right. <laughs> um, did you have a few options yeah. for, like... Or did you explore a few options for, the? I guess, the frame sponsor in, in particular? Like, Yeah, yeah, like, obviously, because I've work, been working for Norco for so many years, like, there was that option, like, as a frame deal. But yep. then, like, just seeing what happens with, like, you know, how they just stop the team and... You just never know what your future holds when things like that yeah. happen. So, they, yeah, they that was in my net quick. It's like, uh, I don't know. That was one of the questions I had because it's like they announced that they're stopping the team, and then like two months later, the team's back with Mark Wallace on it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I always knew they were trying to get Mark because I think their whole thing they want just a Canadian team. It's easy for them, and it's obviously Norco is Canadian, so it's having like a a Kiwi hermit on there probably didn't really suit their, their style. And they're kind of all the managers, I guess there's one mechanic or two mechanics are European, some of them, but yeah, I just, I just kind of get that vibe over the years. Like I just, I'd argue, I'd argue that you've done more for the brand in terms of downhill racing than anyone in history though. So it's like, it's not like you were a bad person to have on there. Yeah, I guess so. And I, but and saying that, like, yeah, I obviously helped the brand out for that, but yeah, and obviously seeing the bikes grow and helping develop everything, and yeah, I guess all the messages that everyone said, though, it seems like it was their fuck up, but I, I was kind of going, like, I guess away from it anyway. I just wanted to yeah. do my thing. I was never going to ride for the team again. Like, I, Fair I enough. said that in my mind. I wasn't going to ride almost last year on the team. I just got to a point, like, I just got not sick of like team stuff, but I just got sick of like kind of like dealing with everyone else that complains all the time and never, no one ever does anything. Yeah, because <laughs> so you've like, been around for so long too. They probably always come to you to complain about shit and you're like, yeah, I don't care. I, yeah, and then just like listening to other people and then, but it's also good too because then you learn all that, what everyone else is doing. Like obviously because I've been on the best team, like literally it is, it is still the best team, like, Obviously, um, like specialized, but it was like yeah. at the time group. with with, um, with Loic and and Larice at the time. So, and having those guys on the team, like you just seen what the best is, and then I was trying to make get Norco to that, but it just was never gonna. They just never listened to you, really. Yeah, yeah. it's like trying to. It was like coming from the best and then just starting everything again, but you're not in control. Yeah, someone else's. So it's like that's why I'm, to... I'm doing it now. So I'm in control. Yeah, you can set it up how you want to. Yeah. Um. So actually, speaking of the gravity group, the specialized. I remember a rumor a few years ago, and I don't know how true it was, but there was talk that you were maybe going to go back there when they were on specialized at one point. Was that something that was like trying to happen, or? Yeah, it pretty much almost did. Like a couple. Yeah, of that's times. what I thought. Um, but obviously I was too old. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's... Specialised as a brand, they want younger up-and-coming riders, so that's what yeah. their whole thing is. So, like, I, like the team manager, Laurent, just, I guess he loves me so much and I'm, I'm pretty much <laughs> his son, I guess. And I grew up, like, with him and yeah. we grew as together and he just really liked what I was as a person and what I did for the, like, I guess the team atmosphere and stuff and 
kind of, I guess, yes. grow the week as well and like all those guys in the time and obviously Cam Cole as well, all of us. Yeah. Having yeah. that relaxed kind of side of it. And I think we help that team start to be like, because when me and Cam were on La Pierre, like we were like, we have to test, we have to do this, we have to do all this. And then, like at the start, Laurent was like, nah, nah, it just costs too much money. And then we're like, we weren't getting results. And then we did testing and then he's seen all that. And then now look what's happened. It's like, yeah, you look at what they do now. Oh, like, man. And that's what every team is doing. Like, because they've yeah. seen what Specialized were doing at the time. And then obviously us as well, we were at, on La Pierre, then we were testing and had telemetry and everything like that. And we're working and, yeah, so like everyone, everyone's testing now. Yeah, like if you're not testing like most weekends or like, and whenever you can, then you're not. I guess you can still ride, but you see like Bernard Kerr and that he's not like testing. He's just like a skill, you know. So yeah, it's like a hundred percent. But like, if for some riders, it's it's a thing that you just know a hundred percent that you've done everything, so you can just whatever you can do your best. And I can't even think of uh, who was on that. Lafayette team before you guys like definitely you and Cam like the seasons you guys were on there was sort of the real I reckon the real beginning of that team like becoming yeah. a powerhouse it was um Danny Hart. so that was the whole reason oh, I of course on. yeah so Danny yep. Hart and David Vasquez were on the team yeah. so Vasquez was leaving yep and they wanted a, a rider because I obviously won a world cup and I was on Yeti before that and then yep. they wanted me and it seemed real cool and Obviously, it was a bit of a shit show. Like the first year I signed for them, I like I got the bike and I was doing like the first race on it in Dunedin, and I broke my scaphoid. Oh, <laughs> I had like a I remember that. Scaphoid. And I was like, "Oh shit! I've just signed this big contract for lots of money. My first ever like big team, or like starting off to be a big team." And then they're like, "Oh, we got, you got to come testing in France," and it was in San Remo in Italy. So I flew over because I just. I didn't even know. I thought it was just like a sprain because I was riding my jet ski and stuff, my stand-up jet ski and that heat. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's nothing. It's all good. But I hadn't ever actually, didn't actually ride my bike. I just did like on the road and stuff. So I was like, oh, it's just, it's just a little bit sore. I better ride downhill. So then I fly to Europe. Didn't really tell the, the team anything. I'll be like, oh, it'll be sweet. I'll be able to test. And I did one run and I was like, oh, I can't ride. I can't even like. Because oh, you know, you know, when you because the skateboard, it just hurts so much when you put pressure on it. Yeah, it's so bad, yeah. Oh, fuck. And I was just like, nah, there's something broken. And then, because Laurent is just like onto it, he's like just rang up the best specialist in France and booked me in the next day for like an MRI. So we just go straight into the MRI and he's like, yeah, it's, your skateboard's broken. You need to get it pinned because it's got a black hole in it and it's going to probably die if you don't do something. Because <laughs> oh, it already, it's already been like, a month or so once I'd done it. So I literally booked in like, uh, we just got a private surgeon and just booked in straight away and got it done. And it was like, literally I was riding in with when the stitches were out. It was like a couple of weeks. Oh man. Oh, man. And then after that season, that was like my best ever season. Like getting. Was that 2010? Yeah. Yeah. You had like, a fucking incredible season that year. Yeah. I pretty much won every qualifying, but then just dog shit in the race most of the yeah, time. Yeah. Cause but... it was, I remember like G and Greg battled out for the overall at the end and you were yeah. like, you were in third, but you were, yeah. you're like, you I three were getting where they were, but yeah, you three were way was, ahead of everyone else. So yeah, it was just, I was just the man at qualifying and then just <laughs> sucked in the race. But 
I don't know, I just couldn't figure it out. And I, it was like flat pedals, I guess, because it would change so much the track would get yeah. back. It was the year where it was like real good conditions, you know, it would be like mm. shitty as mud. And and I just loved it when it was like that. And But it just didn't work out with flats, like for race runs, because it would just blow out way more. So, yeah. And then after that, I was like, I have to clip in. So I started clipping in after that. And then the, the next few years, that was with Cam. And then that's when we figured out we had to do some testing and we've started growing. And then after testing with Cam, and then we got took a few years and then we got results again after that and a few more podiums and then when the week turned up it was just like a battle so i think yeah stay ahead of them yeah it was like me and him and then pretty much like a position every race it was crazy and then we battled for like fourth and fifth for the overall one season <laughs> so it was like pretty crazy to be like have this little junior on the team and then he come into a late and then he was like your competition and then we we're all it was funny because we never rode together but we had the same bike, so it was just like literally one position every weekend. And we'd yeah. be like, I'd be like, and it got to a point where, because we were real good mates, obviously, and then it got to a point where it was like, we kind of hated each other because it was like your little brother <laughs> was beating you and you were like, you're pissed off because I was like his older brother. You know, it's like yeah. you hate each other, but you don't. You you're know, like sick. that. That, yeah, that, that, that rivalry. You don't yeah. want the other one to beat. Yeah, oh. you don't want to be beaten by them. Because I was the I was the top dog in the team, and then obviously the week was starting to be that top dog after, and I was like, yeah. And then obviously then getting kicked off the team because they were going changing everything, and they wanted, like they just didn't have the budget. They just because obviously they were trying to keep the week and and Larice and, but it's just the way it goes, you know. You, I would say I had good results like that year, like last year I was on. I think I was, I think I was just off the, um, like the podium for the overall, but still in the top ten. And then, um, yeah, obviously then starting with Norco with um, Todd, so it was kind of like starting, yeah. you know. And then I had to really start again. So yeah, it was quite yeah, a, a quite a dramatic years. jump. Yeah, and that was the same thing. I kind of just really stitched myself up like never rode the bike I just thought it was okay and then got the bike and it was like just a just like a, a, a park bike really so yeah start again like made idlers and just did some home depot stuff to make it work and <laughs> DIY yeah just to, and then we kind of made like a high pivot like after that with them um, because they were the engineer at the time was um the same engineer that has started, um, sure, what's the bike called? Um, Forbidden? Yeah, Forbidden. Yeah. Similar, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah I so he's that. taken that design to them. And yeah, so that's like another sick bike hope of it that's gone at, come, come out of that. Sounds like liquid shit. <laughs> um, a drink of milk. <laughs> getting off topic there. Yeah. Uh, I got it. I've got a random question, obviously, we've gone through. Well, I mean, I had uh, best race ever, but, I mean, there's probably got to be Schladming, our weight. Is, um, fa- is that your favourite? Or, I mean, obviously, they'd be ranked pretty high up there winning a World Cup. but Yeah, winning is, like, awesome. But, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd, I'd have to say that that was because, like, because it's different feeling because I didn't, I just, I felt like that day nothing could go wrong. Yeah, just on rails. I could yeah. do anything wrong. 
Like it was, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a run like that before, like ever again. Like it's weird. I've had like good runs. Like I felt like I've done, like been happy, but there's always something. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole day, like the practice, everything, I just like, bike was sick. I just feel like, because the ruts were so good, you just, I feel like I didn't even need breaks. It was weird. <laughs> just, just slapping ruts the whole way. Yeah. And I feel like we're, like, and I, we were just eating shit, like, didn't even care, like, me and Justin, we just had pasta or whatever, and just didn't even really care, just did, I don't, I don't even think I did a warm-up, I was just like, <laughs> I think just I, like, because like, we didn't, that was the days, like, yeah, we maybe we, we just had a, I think I just had my mechanic up there, and I just peered around on my downhill bike, and obviously, yeah, and just, a last man up the hill, like, being that, like, no one around, it's quite weird, like, it feels like, you're the only rider. So that was like the weird thing after being like, I'd been close to that before, like in Andorra, like I qualified a right, but there was like top 10, you know, and then yeah. on the podium before that. But then you, yeah. um, you might be the only person in history that's won a world cup with a three digit number on. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause, um, the reason is cause, um, Team manager forgot to enter us for the race. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Damien. Yeah, D. Um, yeah, cheers, Mark. Um, yeah, so we all turned up at the race and we're like, "What? Why have we got these old shit numbers though?" <laughs> 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 numbers. And D's like, "Oh yeah, sorry guys, I forgot to enter you." And then, um, but the funny thing is with that race too. Like, I was normally riding a large bike, but I'm actually on a medium. Cause I broke a frame, didn't you? Broke a frame, yeah. My frame was like broken, and D, they like Eddie's like, oh, we've only got a medium, and I was like, oh yeah, be good, just chuck yeah, it on there. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I, was right I was like, man, this is so good. Like, literally, the you can see on the film, like I'm like hanging, you're all riding, over, I'm, like hanging over the back door. Oh, that thing is small, man. You can see yeah. it now, like when you watch yeah. any of those old footage. Yeah, like, and I'm like just pedaling everywhere, like nothing's going on, just loving it. Flat pedals, feet aren't even blowing off, just staying on like they're clipped in. <laughs> and and I, I sit on that, I've got that, that bike still, it's in the bike shed in, in Monganui. So if anyone wants to go see oh, it, oh, that's me. Get out. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that thing, if I sit on it now, it's tiny. It feels like it's oh, smaller than hard so small. But it just, it right at that. I probably ride that bike now, and I'd have so much fun on it because it would just yeah. turn. I feel like I could, that bike turns so good. I don't feel like I've had a bike like turn like that in so long. No, it's because all your bikes driving. now are probably like two hundred mil longer in the wheelbase, and the wheels are mm. three yeah. inches bigger. And yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, and like flat pedals at the time, and just oh, it's just good. But yeah. those tracks were so like the the way those tracks were built and those bikes were so good. It just yeah. worked so well. Yeah. It was just like a fun time, really. Like having Aaron Gwynn on the team, he was like, at the time, he was just like, a, that was his first year. Yeah. And we were just all hermits. We didn't even care. Like Justin on the team, we just had fun. We just like build tracks, training together. We are just like in Austria, staying at like our mechanic's house. And we'd just build tracks behind his house and we'd just have fun, really. So, And we're training hard. Like, obviously, Justin at the time, he was, like, probably the best teammate to have because he would just push you so hard because he was, like, an XC 
Like he was a good yeah, good trainer, right? Eh? So and he's just like he'd push us off. And then having like Aaron that was just like just crazy skill and just like a newcomer, he was just like a sponge really with all of us. So yeah, we just yeah, if you, you said you were like didn't know what was going on when you went to Europe. What was it like when you had him over there for the first time? Because I remember, like, I'm pretty sure I've heard him talk about like how lost he was when he was over there. Oh yeah, are you talking about me when I became? Uh, like, over? like when when Gwyn was over there, like that first season with you guys in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, "What do I eat?" Where's um? <laughs> he, he couldn't believe it. He didn't know what. He's like, "What do these people do here?" Nah, Where's Chipotle? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. and. <laughs> Like, yeah, because we'd go, obviously, because we're on the Yeti, like, it was a US team, so we'd go back to Denver all the time, and so I was, like, like realised, like, oh, man, you got good food there, like, the burritos and everything, just down the road, and you get, like, everything's huge, and then being in Europe is just, like, pasta and bread, and, yeah, like, Aaron <laughs> couldn't get over that, he was, and then he found out that he was actually gluten intolerant, so it was, was just blowing him out as well. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So I think he already knew that at the time. So it was even worse from being in Europe because there was like nothing he could really actually eat because <laughs> we were just eating pasta and just kind of just garbage, really, really just European stuff. But it's actually real good food anyway. Pretty good stuff. Um, mm. You So when you first went overseas, you talked about a little bit before, you were on, um, that was Gravity Group, wasn't it, when you were on the Turner? Yeah. Yeah, so. And. How did that come about? How did how did you end up with those guys? Yeah, so basically, because um, I was riding for um, Dog Boy, um, Matt at White uh, Open, yeah. and I was on Turner Bikes, obviously, here in New Zealand, yeah. <clears throat> and um, Fabian Burrell came to New Zealand, and he did a race here in um, Hawke's Bay. It was like the year that, because World yeah. Champs were coming to New Zealand, so like a Yeah, few, 2006. Yeah, a few like like top riders like because Fabian Burrell was like world champ the year before that yeah we to Lavigno and yeah, I we went like, and raced there when we were juniors yeah and just Jesus hermits and then um, <laughs> <laughs> um I remember just we did so many runs eh, that we shouldn't have even done but there was the, <laughs> we were cooked that was, actually, that was probably the funnest track I've ever raced that's yeah that is still to this day my favorite track that I've ever raced yeah. overseas yeah. that was so yeah. good and that was like just like a fun trip like New Zealand actually spent money for New Zealand hermits to go yeah. over there. So it was like a cool trip and then because obviously the world champs was in New Zealand the year after so yeah that was an awesome track and then yeah like I was saying before um yeah Fabian Burrell came to New Zealand he did a national and then I think oh yeah I was still junior at the time and I was me and win masters we went and I think Cam I, I think Cam might have moved up as well yeah we went into elite only Kate, or oh, you were in Kate, you were elite then, or no? I was, me and Win, me and Win, me and Win had already moved up because we were yeah. a year ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we wanted to join you guys because you guys were cool. So we were like, Fuck off. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not racing juniors. So and then we were in the late, and then obviously I bet like Fabian Burrell, the world champ, and I was like, it was like the peddliest track you could ever think yeah, of. Yeah, it was so well, flat at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I beat him with like flat pedals and everything. I think yeah. he was like, what the hell? <laughs> Who's this little shithead? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of helped me get a ride. And then obviously there was the, I think it was the Oceanis or like in Rotorua. And I did yeah. pretty well there as well with all those top riders. I think Sam Hill and everything came over because it was like a, kind of like a test event sort of yeah. thing. 
Hey, I'll just I'll just step in here and remind oh, here you who, who, who was one who was one spot ahead of you at that race. Was it you? Was it? Yeah, it was oh. one of one of my few times that I beat you. Yeah, oh, fuck, that's so long ago. I didn't even know. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember it because it was like Fabian, Cedric, Mick, um, Sam Hill, and I think then it was me and you were like fifth and sixth or something. Fuck you. Good to see you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Had had one or two all right ones, but that was um yeah because you were still a junior so that was like pretty I remember that Fabian one that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of helped me out with that, and obviously that wasn't kind of it was just like a result. But obviously Dog Boy helped me out with the whole ride and everything to get overseas because I was riding for Turner and then that Gravity Group with Peter the manager he was obviously yeah. on Turner bikes and that helped that whole because Dog Boy was pushing for me best day on turners and yeah that all started like there and then obviously that helped me get to Europe because my parents couldn't afford to go, come over with me and like race and stuff when I couldn't go by myself because I was too useless yeah. I didn't have a driver's license at the time <laughs> so I was absolutely stuffed so I had to have like a team or I wasn't going out of New Zealand you know I could probably go to a race if someone older was helping out or something but yeah, so the team bloody helped me, and we that first year was awesome. Like having Philip Polk and Lorenzo Soding. I was um, Soding on there. How oh, was he on there? Yeah, so I remember that. he was just kamikaze. So he yeah, he was he like was wild. after the first training camp, he would, didn't even race. He didn't even do a race. I don't think that year. Oh, that's why I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was wild. Eh? Yeah, he was wild, man. Fuck, I used to do so many runs with that guy, and I'd be like what the hell how does he ride like this <laughs> and did, it, thought, did it take you did it take was, you like a month to work out um what nationality he was because he was italian oh, but then he sounded american and yeah he and, and it, yeah he just spoke so good english and yeah i thought yeah. he was american eh? yeah yeah yeah. Just, you know? yeah so those guys were on the team and it was awesome having like like we pretty much i got to europe and then we left i was i think i was in austria and i was like this is shit because i was I was in um, Innsbruck, and Innsbruck at the time was there was no mountain bike in there. Huh. There was only walking tracks and stuff, but it was real sick. Like I had just like a full cross bike, and I would just bike up the biggest mountains. Like my team manager, because I was staying at my team manager's house, and he was like, "Where do you go all day?" Because <laughs> like, like, when I was at home in New Zealand, I just ride all day and every day. Mm. Yeah, and he'd he'd, do, he'd I, I'd have breakfast, and then I'd just disappear, and then I'd be back at dinner time. He'd be like, "Man, do you just ride all day?" I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, where do you go? <laughs> I was like, I just go up to the top of the mountains and just like ride walking tracks and probably do like ten laps of walking tracks and then go to the skate park and just ride all day. And then he was like, man, you're crazy. And then um, yeah, after that, <laughs> we went to Spain. Oh, we went to no, we went to um Italy and we just pretty much in France and we just rode all that um south of France and. Like um, San Remo and not San Remo, um, yeah, San Remo, and then tested there. And then at the time, there was like San Remo, where everyone tests now, it was in the time, it was like a real big start of the season race. And so we went to that, and it was like pretty much like a World Cup. So it was like a good starting testing race, and it was cool to do all that. And then obviously, I did well, and that was like my kind of starting season, like getting into juniors and winning that, and then. Like obviously Brendan Fairkoff was there and beating all the. Oh, there wasn't many juniors at the time. There was only like 
a couple of us that were fast. Wasn't like it is these days, eh? There was only, you know, three or four. And at the World Cups, you were racing in the late, so it, you yeah. didn't even give a shit about the junior thing. It was like you were, you were just, nah. all you were worried about was getting in that like top 10s and top 20s. And yeah, I think oh. like my first year, I was always in like the top 20 or 30 or whatever. I can't even remember, but I was definitely never shit. So I was always qualifying and. <laughs> like doing pretty well so I was like pretty surprised like but then and then you like oh I, I got me into Spain and then I because at the time I was racing four cross so that reminds me as well so I didn't my first <laughs> season actually didn't go too well so I went I did I did a my first four cross race in um Slovakia and Bratislava no in Czech Republic and it was just so gnarly. I couldn't believe it. I almost died everywhere. And then I was like, man, this is sick. And I actually did it right. I think I was like, got into like the semis or something. Everyone couldn't believe it. It was just like this little kid. And then. Those we those were the to, days. Yeah. And we went to Vigo after that. And that was the first World Cup. So after doing all the testing and riding and everything. And just felt like a sick ass like trip already. And then we went to Vigo. And I did the four cross there. I did one day of practice in the downhill. And then you had four cross practice after the downhill. It was a loose four cross track too. Oh, yeah. And then I just had the sickest day on the downhill bike. And I was like, man, this is sick. And then I get to ride four cross as well. A bit blown (laughs) out. But even Kies, just loving it, Junior. And I just remember first practice run, I was like, there's quite a big double in the track. So I was like, yeah, this is sick. Um, I just kept riding and then I was like first did a practice run and didn't jump it and the second time I went to sprint in and I was like sprinting in and as I was sprinting in the jump my gears slipped oh. and I blew my foot off and like you know when you reflect pedals you just like blow your feet off and I was like on the front of the pedal dragging my feet and I was just like up the lip over the bars just like flying oh, straight to my collarbone boom snap collarbone oh. and, I remember in Spain, that now. In in Spain, oh, and yeah, in Spain is Vigo. No, but yeah, it's Vigo. Yeah, Spain. Yeah, Spain. Yeah, can't remember Portugal or Spain. Yeah, it's definitely Spain. Long time ago. Um, yeah, so went to the hospital. Couldn't speak English. No one there knew anything. Luckily, I had like the like the girlfriend on the team at the time was um, Philip Polk's girlfriend. She could kind of help out and stuff. So she came and helped out. And fuck, man, it was crazy. Like, just going, and then I, it was like four weeks after that, and I was like, my parents couldn't really afford for me to fly home, and already done all this. Like, like we couldn't. I was, I was just like, I'll just stay and just travelled with the team, went to all the races and watched and stuff. So it was like so hard watching. And I remember after that, we went to Fort William, so it was like a massive drive. And then I was just like walking the track there and just like kept sliding over because the track was so muddy on the side of the track and just keep falling onto my like back and just freaking hurting my collarbone. I was just like, this sucks. I'm like at a world cup just watching and all I want to do is race. And anyway, so I, I, I like my first race back was um in, in Brazil and that was sick. And, and then Montsonan and then did pretty well the rest of the season then was going yeah, to Brazil. the juniors and it come down to the final and then, it was like against me and Brendan, and then literally I just threw it away because Brendan, I think he got on the he got on the podium. He was like fifth at Schlebming, and then I was like just outside the top ten. I think I was eleventh, so I like lost the overall, but I only did like 
a couple of races, so I was kind of gutted to not get a junior overall, but that's that. You, just, you know, injuries, you learn from your mistakes. Maybe I shouldn't have done full cross, but... <laughs> yeah. but again, I, I, think there's, I think there's a few people have probably said that maybe they shouldn't have done full cross. Yeah. They should bring back slalom, though. Fuck, that's awesome. That'd be good. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty pretty wild um, first season. Why uh, why did you race in Dickies all year? Were they even Dickies or were they Ben Davis shorts? No, they were the cheaper ones. I couldn't yeah. Ben, ben Davis, I think. Ben no, the ones from like, the cheap shop. Like, yeah, the they were like, shop, hey? oh, because we didn't have a sponsor at the time. <laughs> but we did. I think we had like Dianese that oh, yeah. the manager gave me. They had the, the twat gap, you know, with the knee pad and the short. Yeah, too short. Oh, way too short. And I just felt like a dickhead. So I just rode the, in the dickies and that was just my style. And then The baby blue. Yeah. And then obviously um, uh, whoever was working for Troy Lee, he was like, what are you riding in these bloody... Like, it would have been uh, Reading back then, Mike Reading. Yeah, yeah, he helped me out with like Troy Lee the, like, the next year. So I was pretty stoked to like, obviously when you're a kid, Troy Lee was like the best. Oh, oh shit, dream. yeah. Still yeah, is, mate. Like, Still is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good games out there now. The, um, yeah, and then obviously like world champs in Rotorua that year, and you were you were second behind Cam, but with a crash. So just another like probably bit of bit of insult to the season, really. Yeah, Cam got lucky. If I didn't crash the second time, hit the tree, I would have had that gold medal. But Did you have two crashes. Yeah, so the first one was over the bars and the larches. Yeah, because there's footage. The park. Footage of that unearthed. Yeah, and then the second the second crash, I've even got proof. When Masters was down in the the bottom bushes down the trees, yeah. and was, you know when you're a kid, I just didn't give up. I was like, ah, oh, it's wet. Anything you go harder. I'm not, and I just went harder, and I just sprinting. And there was like this last off camera bit, and I just went. I was just wasn't looking. I was looking at the tree, and I just looked at the tree and just smoked the tree. So I came to a stop, and then I was only a second off cam, I think. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, so. Yeah. But, but Cam was lucky. But <laughs> there wasn't many of us, you know, in the juniors at that time. So there was like Brendan, he didn't he didn't do very well. And there was some French guy that, there was always a random Frenchie that was yeah. juniors. And yeah, so it was just like, it was pretty cool though for New Zealand, obviously, to have like two Kiwis, first and second. It didn't really yeah. Matter. I crashed and I, it was still cool just to be on there. And then I just sure. remember it just felt like pretty awesome being in your home country and getting a, a medal was pretty cool. Um, speaking of win masters, what's your uh, what's your best win or Eddie Masters story that you can uh, you can give us right. from the from the younger days of uh, Wanganui? The van one. There's got to, yeah. There's probably got to be so many tales from uh, from debauchery of those guys. A lot that you wouldn't be able there's to tell. There's so many, like, yeah, well, me and Eddie, there's, like, millions. Oh, there's, because we grew up racing in, like, in Wanganui. There's more, the, there's way more win, but I'll just pick, like, a, a quick one from Eddie. Like, me and Eddie, like, we did nationals one year, and we're all together. It was like other Wanganui hermits too with us, like Tom Oskam and and that, and we pretty much just picked up Tom Oskam and we're like, oh, we all 
the bad thing is like um, someone gave us a van to borrow and it was supposed to be for um, James Barron. But we... Was it Brian, was it Brian Tindall's van? Yeah, Brian Tindall's gave us a van. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all underage. I, I, I didn't even have a license at the time, I don't think, but we were all just driving this van. And then because James Barron was supposed to have the... He was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to do the whole national series. And then he found a girl and he's like, oh, I'm only doing one race, but you guys can keep the van. And we're like, oh. Baron's out. So there was, like, there was like me, Eddie, and Tom. And I think we picked up a few other hermits on the way, like needed a ride. And we just had this sick bongo van. And I just remember one time we were all driving. Actually, I think Eddie was, yeah, Eddie was driving at the time. And we were coming down the bottom of. Cone. It was um, Triple Cone, wasn't it? Triple Cone. In Wanaka. Yeah. It was after like practice. And we all. It is. It's either Eddie or Tom that's driving. And we're, we're all in the front seat. And um, we're just coming down. Like there's all these. Because at the time, that's where all the paragliders land down the bottom of the, the gravel road there. And we're coming down. We're probably going like way too fast than what we should be and i think whoever's driving it's like i think it's i think it was tom or eddie it was definitely i'm pretty sure it was i'm pretty sure it was eddie i think got from memory eddie's like there's no brakes and we're like just push the brakes and we're going really fast (laughs) and we're like because we don't know what to do we're just all a bit young and then it's like there's no brakes he's like pumping away at the brakes he's like Ah, we were like, ah, and we're going real fast. And he's like, because it's a straight, and then it goes into like a, a like a ninety degree turn. <laughs> it's right at the bottom, isn't it? Like right where you come out to yeah. the main road. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, fuck, we're gonna die. So he goes like, probably does the worst thing ever. He turns into the inside of the turn, and it's like a, a rise. <laughs> and we go up on two wheels, and I don't know how we don't flip the van. Like we're up, we're all like screaming and then somehow we like and all the people that are paragliding are all running out of the because all the paragliders are right next to the grass we were all about to roll and they're all just sprinting out of the way i don't know how we didn't kill anyone like hurt anyone either and literally (laughs) oh my god then the van we like the van's like we flip don't flip the van but then we like stop and we keep rolling out and then the brakes start to work and then we just stop and we just sit there for like a bit we're just like Nothing, no one says anything, I don't think, for any, like, a little bit. And we're just like, do we just die or anything? Are we just people good? <laughs> we're like, we're alive. Fuck. And then we realized that we had no brake pads in the van. So <laughs> we've been on the metal for a while. And we pretty much chewed out the discs and everything. And then we got to, because we just kept driving for that for, for like a while. <laughs> and we didn't realize. And then we got to Queenstown, we brought new um brake pads and stuff and yeah we sorted that out but then we went to Dunedin and then Eddie is pretty blind at driving so he drove into town and then he didn't realize that there was quite a big curb into town so he hit he hit the vet like hit the curb like quite pin like 50 k's an hour and like bent the the steering arm in the van and we didn't realize so Eddie's like yeah I think I've ruined the van but it still drives all right and then literally we're driving out of out of Dunedin after that race. We've done nationals and stuff, and we're driving like down that steep hill. I think Wynn was drive. This is when Wynn 
we picked up when he'd he'd come for like the next part of the journey because he was coming to Christchurch, I think. And then um, we're driving out of um, Dunedin. There's that steep hill when you're coming down, and we're just I'm in the passenger seat, and just like the loudest, the tire just rips off the the, <laughs> the canvas of the car. I'm just like, what? What's happening? Like, because it's just like, feels like the van's gonna like blow up, but it's just the tires just ripping and hitting the hitting the door of the van and just like, because you're sitting right by the tire essentially. So it's just like smacking everything. And we're like, because none of us knew what was going on. And because Eddie had like bent the the steering arm, like, so it was like out. Way out. Way out. And we're just too dumb at the time. We just, we just put a spear on and just kept driving. And then every hundred Ks after that, you do the same thing. Rip it, rip it, rip it. <laughs> but then we we were just too stupid to do anything. We're like, oh, you could just easily just go and get a wheel alignment or something. But we just kept buying. We brought like I think we had like three or four different um, wheels in the back, so we just keep changing the wheels out. <laughs> like another time, because we just go to like a, a wreckage yard and we just buy like a yeah. whole wheel. And they were like, it was like we're like, yeah, it's way better. It's only like twenty or thirty bucks or something, or like fifty bucks or something for like a whole shitty rim and the tire on it so we just did that we just had like i think like three or four wheels in the back of the van and then um yeah basically got to the point where the van was pretty rinsed and i think we're at and me and win we had no more uh we went into downhill runs in the van um in this place and out way out the back of um because win had great ideas he'd He'd like to go to this like gravel road tracks and just do old school downhill runs. <laughs> so we do. We're like, we're probably like, I think we're like, I'd like to say like almost two hours out of New Plymouth and we didn't have any spares in the van <laughs> at the time. And we are way out of the middle of nowhere doing downhill runs in the van. And we're just like loving it. It's just sick as gravel turns. And it was pretty cool just drive because we'd just do laps. So I'd follow the wind in the van and we're doing drifts in the van. And then he would, he would, I would swap around and we'd do runs on the bike and I'd follow him and whatever. And then, and then we we're driving out, we'd done our runs after a day and then there was no service or anything way out where we were. And then we're driving like pretty much out of the road, like pretty much a couple of hundred meters. And we hit the tar seal and it's just like, and we're like, Oh shit, we don't have a spare. So we literally have to drive. I think we drive like an hour. I'm in the back to try and wait the um van. So it's not on the front wheel so much, but it's not doing anything. We the tire rips off, we're on the rim and it's just like we're on a we're on the road, just that sparks, everything. I think we drive for like an hour like that. And we get to like a house. And we're like, oh, we have to go in and try and ring. I think we ring his parents to get a, another spare wheel or something. I think we leave the van there and his parents just pick us up. <laughs> and then we get, I think, a tow, a tow truck or something picks it up. Or, or we just, no, we, we, his, we, rang, we just went into this random house and it was so sketchy. It was just like these hippies and stuff. And one just gets on the phone and rings his mum and he's like, oh, can you come get us? And yeah, I think she had to drive like an hour and pick us up in a submission. And then we we get another wheel, and then we 
we go back out and then get the van and drive it back in. And then at the point we're like, oh, this van's pretty much screwed. We're like pretty much trashed the van. And we're just going to say to, um, to what was his name again? Brian. 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 Yeah, Brian Tindall. Um, Big Brian. Big Brian. We're like, oh, um, we'll just say it got stolen. <laughs> I don't think there's not many people that know about this story, eh? And so we're like, <laughs> ah, there won't be many that listen to this anyway. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, it doesn't even matter anyway. It's like he knew, he knows about it. We're, oh, that's we're, fine. So, um, yeah, so we, we pretty much destroyed the van, like, and then we smashed the window in the front of the van and everything. And we're like, oh, we're just going to take it way out to the, um, this cliff out of the middle of nowhere. So we take it out there and then, we're doing skids in it, having a ball and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then um, <laughs> when we just put like a brick on the on the accelerator and we just chuck it into gear and it just goes off the cliff. And we're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and, then we, and I think I've a, I think, I, um, yeah, so we, we just tell um, Brian that it got stolen and he was like, yeah, you guys are dreaming. It didn't get stolen. You guys have to pay for it. And we're like, oh, fuck. But literally we're – it was like the funnest year, like summer ever. And we all had to pay, I think it was like 600 bucks each for this van. So we're like, it was just like the sickest time ever. We had a van and we kind of, we, we didn't really need to destroy it because it was mint. <laughs> that story is so much, so much better than I thought we were going to get. I know. It's yeah, so so like, thought it was like a great, we're all just like dumb young kids. So oh man. Is, like if you're, if you're a little sh- poo head like we were <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't just think that you can just get away with it and saying the van's got stolen because you might as well pay for it and then you're going to yeah. have a van anyway because I remember because I, I got a bongo after that because I was like oh these vans are sick I'm going to get one so I got one and then I, I remember going out to where the van was because it had my bongo had like poo has brown interior so I went out and got like all the other bits off the <laughs> you van got like, like, man, why, do we, why do we destroy this van we could have just kept it and it would have been mean because it was such a sick van. Like it oh, ran. Man. All it needed was like a wheel alignment, and that was about it. We just thought it was ruined because the tires kept ripped off. But we didn't even like have a brain to figure out that we just need to get a wheel alignment. <laughs> oh, right. that's awesome. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's so, a that's a great yarn. I'm stoked on that like, one. That's more that's more like an EDM win. Well, story. I thought I thought there would have to be something that involved both of them anyway. So. That's yeah. good. There's like a million other ones of when like we rode so many times when we were younger and obviously racing or like he started me like riding bikes obviously because I was just like a little hermit riding like a shitty bike and he was like, oh, come to a race. And I was like, oh, yeah. It was like a club race in Wanganui. So I raced with him and then we kind of just grew up together like that. So and it's, um, it's pretty and- fucking cool that you guys are still racing World Cups. Because man, it was yeah. that was a long time ago when we were racing each other's and juniors. Yeah, well, even you, mate, still racing. Yeah, but not on the level of you guys. Oh, mate, you still fucking can rip a rip a turn and every now and then when you want to. Should we should we talk about the heartbreak of you losing the two thousand five national junior series? Was that the when we lost points and stuff? No, I think that was 2004. Yeah, no, that was 2004. No, it was the year that me, you, and Cam battled it out and it came down to the final round. And did you beat me? Yeah, gotcha. But then Mountain Bike New Zealand fucked up and they gave you the overall and then they had to take it back and they gave it to me the next weekend. 
Yeah, they do some weird things, eh? But I, yeah. that's out of my mind. If I didn't win, then I don't know. Nah, it's out of memory. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have enough wins, so I, I cling on to my wins, even if they were nearly 20 years ago. Well, I just never had any, like, over, like national, many national titles either. No, nah, but you've won the most. Hey, you've won the most national rounds ever. Do you know that? No. Yeah. yeah. I did some. I did some. Uh, some digging and went back through like as far back in time as I could. Basically, in national results, and you're the you're the all time national round winner. There was some. There was some controversy with Hendy though. Eh? He. Yeah, he but the results wanted, don't go back no, into the dark ages, so yeah. we had to exclude Plus, those. I love. I just. Because I, I, I like most of the. Like the top guys don't really race many nationals anymore. So nah. not now. Nah. Yeah, like even in the weekend there was not like that many guys there. Nah, that weren't bothered. And I just like if I had my bike, I would have been racing. I just like because this time of year is just fun. It's just like it's good fun. Into it and the tracks are always fun. Like we don't, I don't really. It's not the same. Like just going to do downhill laps for me. Nah, like the challenge of racing, and then it's cool catching up with everyone and. It's just fun, man. It's always that's a good time. That's why I'm still racing because it's just awesome. It's like, and we, like, there's obviously times where it's a bit shit when you're waiting in the line and stuff and you only get like four runs in or something, but most of them are pretty dialed, like here yeah. in Christchurch and then the Queenstown ones and stuff like that. And then Nelson's just sick, you know, going to ride there and you never get to like, when do you ever get to do downhill runs in Nelson normally? So, yeah. uh, I looked at my downhill bike today and it's still got the, um, uh, wet screams on it from Crankworks Rotorua. I haven't touched it. Yeah, yeah same as my doubt, my old <laughs> one. Because I bloody, I, lucky I did check it because like everything was seized. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty wet race. Yeah, because it's such a wet race. I put it back in the van and I got home and I just put it in the corner and then I was like, maybe I need to sell this thing or do something with it. So I checked over and I was like, holy crap, man. <laughs> yeah, mine's been hanging on the wall and I haven't actually taken it off. So I probably, that's a good reminder that I should do that before I come down this weekend yeah, for the uh, Christchurch uh, round. Yeah. You you tend to keep heaps of your old bikes, eh, Blinky? Like you yeah. had a lap here for ages. and Yeah, I've got every pretty much every bike that I've done well on. I've got in my garage or there's the, obviously that one I won on, the Yeti is in the bike shed in Whanganui. And, oh, sick. Yeah, there's heaps and there's a couple in bike boxes at my i think i've got them all here now but there was some around at family's houses and stuff and yeah, that's pretty meant because not a lot of people do that that's pretty cool no. history to have yeah it's like i've got my lap here that i got third on <laughs> and my last lap here that i raced on that was pretty sick like Jack yeah i raced, one, sick. Yeah, it's I raced one of those at a club race in christchurch yeah in like 2014 or something it was a mint bike yeah they're real good like I probably no, one of Blinky's ones. Had some fun. Yeah. They're real good. Um, so it's cool to have. I want to put them up. Like if I had a bigger garage, it'd be cool to lay them out and stuff. If, room. Yeah. if you were going to pick one of them to race at the 26-inch National Champs coming up in uh, Queenstown at Coronet Peak, which which one would you dig out to race, do you reckon? It'd be the Yeti for sure, because that's probably the only one, 26-inch one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It probably is the only 26-inch one. I've got a lot of ones. The yeah, yeah, the first year one was twenty six. If you were the last year, the last year I was on Lapier is when we went twenty seven, mm. or the no, it was two years. But I was two years with twenty seven. Yeah. We were the first, one of the first teams to ever run it. 
what would uh what would be your your twenty six not doesn't have to be one you've raced, but what would be uh your twenty six inch uh dream bike? We're we're big fans of the, you know, we, gone era. Easy a DHR the Turner, get that yeah. back. Fuck. The square frame one. Those me. square frame ones were sick. I wish I never sold my one that I won on. Brooke got it off brought it after me, Brooke McDonald, so it's probably a scrap heap these days. Yeah, some Hawks Bay, Kuzabu. It would have had, it would have cracked so many times. Yeah, one of those would be sick to ride again, and all the Iron Horse men because that. That's pretty cool. You've yeah. got one built up, eh? That Iron. Horse yeah. Man. It's. I'm. I'm pretty tempted to bring it to Queenstown. It's oh, you have to. Getting, that's yeah. the temptation's getting harder to resist at the moment. You wouldn't want to ruin it though, eh? No, that's the thing. It's mint at the moment. I don't want to put it on dirt. No. That's the same as me. Like, if I had to ride my Yeti again, I would just be like, ah. Oh. And the thing is, like, I rode that thing to death. Like, the, um, it was like the first year they made, like, the, it was like a, a slippery coating on the fork. Yeah, the silver. Oh, yeah. Shit, hey? the I remember those. Yeah, it just peeled off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so the, the seals would just be, like, pissing out oil everywhere anyway. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to ride it, probably. And then. I'll just be scared, like, because it's all set up as how I raced it when I won on. Mm. It's all the same tyres and everything and the wheels and everything. So oh, you the thing ride. it doesn't have is the shock because Jared Graves stole it from me, the bastard. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker. always keen to get it back because it was, like, the first year they prototyped, like, a one that you could adjust the high and low oh, speed on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, real. Yeah, the early, like, DHX or whatever, not DHX. Rebound. You only had rebound before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In compression. Oh no, it was it was rebound and a uh, uh, a bottom out control. Yeah, yeah, that blue thing. Yeah, yeah I remember that. that and it did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. It'd be cool. I'd I'd probably rather just like find an old frame and like build one up because I've got so many. I think I've still got quite a few 26 inch wheels lying around somewhere. I don't Jeez, know you're more of a hoarder yeah. than I am if you've yeah. got 26 inch wheels around. Yeah, I, I'm like, oh, because I've got the some of my frames like that I've kept from La Pierre, they just got wheels there. And oh, yeah. Wheels, and I'm just like, oh, I'll yeah. probably build them up when I put them up on display one time, yeah. one year. One day. And I'm probably never going to find all the bits and pieces from them, but the frames look pretty sick. So I'll just probably just put frames up. It's no. the same as like Loic. He has like all his bikes. When you go to his grandparents' house, they're all in his like in the cellar. They have a big house, so it's yeah. cool to see all the bikes. And if you can like, it will Jack Jack, my old mechanic. He was the same. He, I want to actually get some of my bikes back from him because he's got all my world champ ones that he. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those so are he's got, he's got all the sick ones from La Pierre days. So I'm like, hey Jack. You've got all these sick ones probably from the week now that have won heaps of... Yeah, yours, yes, give me, give me your my, one's back. Give me my bike's back. But I think he likes them because it was like the start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, my one my one regret is the in, intense prototype that my old mechanic, I think, still has. I've been trying to get it back for years, but he won't he won't let go of it. Mm. It's just cool it to have that bike. stuff because it's like you can make money quick and easy at the time, but then... Like, I want to have this shit when I my grandchildren are around. And like, that's what I used to yeah. raise. It's, it was and, all uh, about paying off my credit card back in those days, so they had to go. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, 
I reckon that's been a pretty good story time with Sam Blinkensop. Um, I probably could have just listened to that van story and I would have been, yeah, quite amused. Yeah, that's but enough. That's, yeah. um, that, that was a pretty good. There's so many bits in that story too that probably shouldn't get told. The bits were like some of the things that win and to do. That's I think no, that wasn't the year. That was another year. So that was alright. Another year was more crazy when we lost points because we were too crazy. But oh yeah, it was because we had influences from older generations. Couple of couple of bad influences that year. Yeah, they did. When you when you know when you got like older races that you kind of look up to or <laughs> that are, are doing telling you what to do, you're like, oh yeah, this is. There good. was um there was a fair few bad influences around in our younger days. Yeah the the racing circuit when we were younger was pretty ruthless. <laughs> it was pretty wild. It was like uh, race racing the day and then big parties and. And everyone just travelled around as as a big circus and ruined. Well, they ended up ruined the country pretty much. They changed the the days yeah. of them, eh? Yeah, That's they why they stopped racing downhill on Saturday and they moved them to Sunday for national rounds because we were just making too much of a mess every Saturday night. Yeah, and ruining towns and the cost of <laughs> That'd be real annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, the we could spend hours going back through those stories. Maybe we'll have to have like a national series um, story time, a round yeah, table one day. Yeah, round table, get a few people in there and just um, release the yarns. Yeah, I think like the statute of limitations is probably passed on most of this stuff, so it'd be fine for it to be out in the public now. Yeah, we're all old enough. We've got children. We're, we've gone past that. It's, it's just very fun. <laughs> <laughs> probably stuff that you don't want your children to hear, though. Hopefully they never find this. Oh, it's all good. It's all part of life, man. Yeah. They'll probably go through the same things, you know. Maybe, hopefully not as bad as what we did, but. You got to, that's all learning. You live and you learn, eh? Yeah. That's the, it was all part of the, like, the discovery of life. (laughs) It's it's the only way to do it. All right. Those are the things you remember for life. Oh, that's it. It's, it's memories, isn't it? It's like, you know, maybe I didn't make it where I wanted to in racing, but holy shit, it wouldn't change anything because the memories from it are so good. Yeah. Like that story I told you, that was, oh God, I'd like to say what? Over 20 years ago. It was probably yeah. like Close 19 or 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, was, it must have been earlier because I've been professional now for 19, coming on 20 years. So It can't have been, ago. I'm just trying to look at, it can't have been, no, nah, it had to be about 2005 or something. Yeah. I don't know if I was on a team so. yet. Maybe I was. Uh, <laughs> Could have been earlier. Might have yeah. been years ago. Nah. I just... <laughs> I just remember, I remember the first time I saw you in Rotorua in like 2002, maybe. I reckon it had to be at the national round. And you were such a midget and riding a giant DH comp. I think it was comp or a team that was like two sizes too big for you. It was a, it was a comp. Uh, yeah, comp. No, but the first time team. I met you, you were on the um, Specialized FSR. Oh, you were on a hardtail that year, I think, weren't you? Hardtail with on the race line. That's right. You welded back on. And the RST upside down, like, looked like monster tees on it. it <laughs> yeah. So and I remember every jump, I just had to pull up so hard because the fork was so heavy. So I was just like full pencil. <laughs> and But it was kind of good because like, I was on a hardtail. So I just leaned real forward and the back end was just tacking out everywhere. And then you and Wynn was on 
the full factory Lahar team then. That's um, right. And then um, you're on the what 24 inch back end? Nah, I, I think it was, I was the early adopter of mullet. I had a 24 on the rear and a 26 on the front. Yeah, yeah. So 24 on the rear. Eh? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What yeah, a time. I wonder what that would ride like now, like the 24 inch back end. Pretty crazy. Oh, it'd be horrific. I could be rank. It's so bad. <laughs> 20, riding riding twenty seven five is bad enough now. It's like having and what do you have the Gazzalotti on the back there? Probably or a, an Onza or something shit like that. But that was okay. so big the tire would probably be almost twenty six inch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a fat bike. Yeah. Oh like, man, when you start a date like that's the beginnings. Like kids these days are pretty lucky, eh? Oh man. They just like we we had no idea back in those days. You just got whatever you could find and yeah, just ran. The shit. first national I went to with my dad, it was uh, in Hawkes Bay. I think you and Win, you and Win were definitely there because you guys won. And I I didn't even finish the race. I was on my hardtail. <laughs> I had my my skate park tires on that were like just so worn out. My tires were just like bald, and it was the muddiest race ever. I couldn't even ride. I like. <laughs> I did, I did practice. I didn't even think. I practiced with dry, and it was like you know how nationals that just like rain overnight, and then you. Yeah. It was just like impossible. I did like two practice runs. I was like just dying everywhere, and I was like, Dad, I don't even know if I can finish. He's like, Nah, boy, you'll be right. Get in there. Don't be a pussy or something. <laughs> like, I Thanks, mate. I go and race, and I don't. I think my dad thinks I'm dead because I just don't even get down to the bottom of the track. I just watch all the elites and everything. Everyone come down. And I was at the top when um, Justin Leoff, like I was on the track where he hit the hit the po- uh, the stump and snaps his frame in half, like on his giant. It was oh, like years ago, and he was yeah. on like, trip uh, the Toyota bloody yeah he had his like giant like, deal yeah yeah a full factory um, full uh, fancy hair blonde hair and yeah like, he had the frosted tips yeah it was Justin Bieber at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like looking at him and I was like, man, he's the man. I want to be like him. He was. Day. Yeah. And I couldn't even get down the track. I just like crashed every turn and I just like just sat on the side of the track and cried pretty much and just watched everyone come <laughs> I think we've all been there though. And the dad was like, waste of time coming to this race, buddy. You didn't even finish the race, boy. You bloody pussy or something like that. <laughs> Probably like, oh, people like, oh, this kid's never going to fucking make it in this. Nah, it wasted time, bloody, going to these races. And then he was like, oh, it was probably because we had shit tyres. And then after that, I think we went to that Rotorua National Champs or whatever. And then I did all right, I think. I, did I beat you? Uh, I think, yeah, I think when got first, I think you were second and I was third. Yeah, because there's like a podium of us and we're just all hermit. Yeah, little nuggets. So I bet you on the hardtail, mate. Fuck, steezy. Nah, that that year, nah, not on the hardtail. It was that was the next year, I think, when you were on the giant. Oh, yeah. no, I think. I don't know. Maybe we have to look. I'm not. Up. I'm not admitting to you beating me on a hardtail. Nah, it's not not happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It probably probably did happen though. Yes, that was like that was when the track was quite gnarly. They had that big those rock that rock straight of just like marbly rock things. Yeah, and then yeah. This is probably the same track we ride now, pretty much, but just different jumps and that and whatever. It pretty much, pretty much goes the exact same place. Yeah, and they had that, felt like a hundred footer at the bottom, eh? You just like, <laughs> yeah. 
but it was just <laughs> now it's so easy. Same was, jump that's kind of always been a yeah, huge bet. It was huge bet then. The trees were huge, you know, like yeah. Funny how like in our career we've seen so many tracks. Like I think Nelson now I've seen like three cycles of that place getting cut down. Oh, yeah, it's like Kaka. We've we started like probably the first couple of years we raced it. Well, the first year we've built it they're just planted seedlings and now it's like just about ready for harvest and i'm like jesus christ it's that's nuts eh? i've seen that thing go from seedlings to full-size pine trees and i've still been there racing it i remember peeling off the track near the bottom when it was like fresh and just going to the next switchback because you just keep riding yeah (laughs) nothing was gonna stop you oh we're all goats man but we're still doing it yeah still fun still got a national round coming up this weekend so why not yeah, keep it going. Yeah, What's absolutely. the plan this year, Blinky? Are, are you, is it World Cups? Is it Crankworks? Oh, yeah, I haven't really told you the story yet, eh, guys? We nah, we kind of, we missed What's that one, itinerary? actually. Yeah, we just went um, everywhere else, old school, and just told you the riding. That's <laughs> the best part, though. Yeah. Yeah, no one even knows. Oh, even racing this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so I'm doing full work, World Cup circuit, um, every, all the Crankworks, and... Basically, just dip my toes in anything like EWS if I can fit them in, but probably not. And do some e-bike stuff, maybe if I can. Yeah. So basically, the the plan is just a full World Cup, and yeah, the crankwork stuff, and yeah, just it's, do um, projects and just try and do as much as I can, really. Is yeah. the family coming over the, again this year? Nah, uh, my wife is keen to start her like working properly and yeah in her life sorted she knows that i probably can't do this forever so she needs to maybe start a career that we can live on maybe (laughs) 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 but i feel like um where i'm going now with this whole team thing it it could work out but then i don't want to be away from my family you know it's gonna nah gets pretty hard doesn't especially with two kids at home yeah like i'll be backwards and forwards a lot this year so it's going to be hard traveling but It'd be there's a few gaps in the in the circuit, so it can it will work. But at least it's a bit of a shorter season too. Yeah, yes and no, but yeah, it's gonna probably one like the longest away from them will be like a month, so it's gonna suck. But yeah, from a change from like obviously last season we were traveling together and it was awesome having the family there. It made racing so much fun. Yeah, like the same sort of thing. Like I was kind of hoping this year, but. It's hard, and then it's 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 good having the family there for sure. But it's hard on, obviously, Alicia, my wife, because she's mm. bloody has to deal with all the kids and driving and everything. So, yeah, she'll be she'll be stoked probably not to come. But obviously, she'll hate me not being here. It's every like, night, every night when she's trying to put them to bed, she's gonna be like, "Fucking yeah. Sam." Fucking yeah, but luckily we've got family that's gonna help out. My dad, yeah, other family. Because obviously we don't live in the same town as yeah. family, so but it's the hard part. But yeah, it's it's all part of me, like like the the, the memories, you know. That, that last year traveling, all those hard times, we're gonna remember for the rest of our life. Like Indy mm. will remember yeah most of it because she was old enough at the time, and we even know we might do it again, you know, next in next year. But this year we'll just see what happens. Yeah, how much longer do you reckon you've got in you? Oh. I feel like I'm just going to keep going until I die. No. <laughs> so until I just feel like I've, I'm worn out and just don't want to race anymore. 
But do you do you feel like you're still like you you don't feel like you've gone down a backside of you know like a peak or anything? Because like I mean, for me, I'm like I feel like I'm in better shape now than I've ever been. It's like you don't feel I don't think age is really that big of a thing. Nah, it's it's just like the younger generation that pushes you more. Yeah, and the bikes are getting better. You're learning more. You got things coming like like. That's why I like this part of it because I'm like testing new things all the time, starting this new bike, riding this new bike. It's just so exciting. It's like I'm mm. still a kid and like getting my new bike coming. Yeah. And you just want to, I can't wait to ride it. I just like that part of it. And then having the e-bikes, so you can do so much riding. And then now my kids are in, like my daughter's starting to bike and it's just all things to do. And then helping, trying to help the younger generation as much as I can. It's just so much to do. And then, it's kind of cool what we can do now with the sport. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it is. And the uh, the new bike will be pretty exciting too, just to like get your teeth into it and work it out and see how fast you can make it. Oh, man, I'm pretty stoked, eh? And Looks like a cool platform to develop as well. Like, yeah. as you said earlier on, you know, like work out the how you like it set up and change things, and it looks like it's kind of set up to be able to do that. So it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I like how it's like an in-between, like not a high pivot, but mm. it's kind of is, but then doesn't ride like a high pivot. So that's what I didn't really – it's kind of – a high pivot rides quite strange if you've never ridden one. Yeah. They have their moments where they're real good and then some stuff yeah, they, they're really they strange on. pretty good, but they don't turn very really great. Yeah. And that's what I've struggled with over the years, so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty stoked with this whole new platform. It's going to be pretty cool, something different. And then, obviously, Santa Cruz or the VPP is a pretty good system, and this is a VHP, so pretty close but different. So it's going to be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, it looks good. Up. Yeah, so well, watch watch, uh, watch the space and hopefully um, get some some podiums this year and. Get back yeah. to where I wanted to be in the World Cup. Where I felt like a couple of times last year I felt pretty good, but then just like yeah, yeah. obviously. Well, like you had a had an eighth at Mont Saint Anne last year, so it's like it's not like you can't still do it. Yeah, I felt, and then even then I had a flat tire halfway down, so I was riding a flat. Oh, so lucky for Kushko, saved me. But it wasn't. It's meant. Like it was soft. I just couldn't rip turns. I yeah, it was dead flat in the last mm. rock run, but. You know, you can still ride pretty far, not fast, but like decent yeah. scoring. But it was like, yeah, I was just like feeling like, when is this going to rip off at any moment? So, yeah, I just hit the rim at the top, like in the top part and then, yeah, just nursed it. But yeah. felt like I was still pushing. I was like, oh, what what else can I do? And you, you've seen at that race in Monson End, like I think like most of the field flattered, like quite a lot of the top guys. So you could say like, oh, maybe I got that result because of that, but. There was other guys no. that were just around me, the same sort of situation. Yeah, you know? Same deal. Same deal. His, so. History's written by the results books. No one remembers yeah, that. No, no. no one cares, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but yeah, it's all part of it. It's all racing. And then, yeah, I feel like I want to do some yeah, good results this year and just have fun. That's yeah. all I yeah. If it's not fun, then I don't do it. And I like the training and learning new things like with training. And there's just so much around it. And then learning, obviously, new parts and new bikes. Working with new partners and obviously the suspension and whatever is going to happen, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. What about looking, what about your other your other venture, Blinken Socks? Yeah, yeah. So 
if you guys are keen, get some bling and socks on your feet. Those things make your riding that next level. Are they, are they better for flat pedals or clips? Um, haven't rid- I've never run them with... Oh, actually, I go hunting in them. <laughs> They're all-rounders. They're all-rounders, man. It's the everyday sock for me. Where can our uh, where can our listeners get some Blinken socks from? Basically, just go to Instagram and go to the Blinken socks, and then it links you to the the homepage there. <clears throat> All right, search up Blinken socks on Instagram and go go buy some and help fund Sam's twenty twenty three season. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. They're going out the door. We just need to get right. international sales going, and then they'll be frothing. But I think everyone in New Zealand's got a pair now. Maybe we need to make some merch, Red Dog, and we could make some money off this podcast. Uh, yeah, unlikely. Pod socks. Yeah, it's all about it. Just a couple of hats or whatever. So they might do some t-shirts just for like fans, you know. Yeah. And I got sick. I got to the point where I was just like sick of crappy socks. Like I was holding on to like some Rock Shock socks that were <laughs> like good for racing, and then I just held them. And then I was like, I want some like this. So I just made some the same, and they're just like. It's not like the. It's just good, like, a, like a sock, and it, I raced in them all year, and they last pretty well, and they're just, they're just a you cheap. Just, it's not a, like crazy expensive, just, and it's just got a label on it. It's like you just developed a sock that you wanted. You you went out and tested. Yeah, got the right product. Done the job, and then yeah, if you guys need socks, everyone needs socks. You know, you can't ride shoes without socks. So you're gonna get blisters. So <laughs> yeah, and you'll look like a dork too. Yeah, and get, so get some blinking socks on your toes and you'll be happy. Everyone's there's been good feedback. Got any plans for a, like a like an ankle sock for the triathletes or just nah, sticking with the high top? No, nah, rough. No one wants nah, yeah. ankle nah, you got to stick with that right length. So yeah. That's yeah. a real... You feel naked. I've, yeah. I'd say maybe KB, you'd rock an ankle sock, eh? Oh, no, maybe, if I just, maybe if I decide to be a triathlete. You used to race in the ankle socks back in the day? A long time ago. They oh, even so, Sam Hill did though, so yeah. oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. It, it's, it's horrific. <laughs> no, oh yeah, there's, 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 we've all got times in our life that we want to forget about. Yeah, you can't do that. But, yeah, but Stevie Smith used to run it, and he's the man. So he did. That is I true. Remember, yeah. I vividly remember him running ankle socks at World Champs in Peter Maritzburg. Yeah. Didn't go well. Didn't no, go we well. we blamed his crash in the first turn on the ankle socks. Actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah, get some socks in your on your feet and yeah, help the cause. Yeah, good, good shout. Hopefully, we get some uh, get some listeners buying them from you then. Yeah. Would I be a medium or a large sock here, Blinky? What, what size are you? A ten. Ah, uh, you'll be a large. So oh, ten normally fits like Alicia even runs a large and she's like a girl. So, but um, it normally fits like a nine to a twelve or a ten, say a ten to twelve or, but then a medium's like. What an eight, seven or up to ten or whatever. So it's like yeah. So I'm eleven and I run a large and it's like spot on for me. So ten's pretty good for a large. But I'll be at all the national rounds. So come see me if you need some uh, socks. The van will be stocked with them. So buy them straight out of the van. Yeah, cash, cash out the back of the van. Cash, cash only. only. Yeah. Don't want the don't want the IRD to find out about it. No, we pay their taxes, mate. <laughs> Good to hear. Yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this thing up. We've been at it for a while now, and it's um, pretty much bedtime, I'd say. So, um, thanks yeah, for joining us and uh, coming for a trip down memory lane. That was um, 
yeah, that was bloody good fun. I'm stoked with this. Yeah, we could end up talking for days. Just stories. Yeah. I reckon we'll we'll do a part two at some point. We'll talk yeah, some. Yeah. We'll just do national series stories. Yeah, yeah it'll be a Joe Rogan link podcast three hours and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. It's, it's true. Oh, we just got an order and that must have been Rennie. Yeah, it was me, mate. Yeah. Oh man. Good. Look at him. Stoked. You didn't even. Oh, I, I would have helped you out, mate. I go through socks so fast. I can't. I can't buy them quick enough. Yeah, he's we'll got a. The price is it's competitive. It's a competitive sock game. Yeah. Well, these these ones last. They're pretty good. And then you give some feedback to the um, listeners and. How much? Um, how much will it cost us to get an OTB logo on your uh, OTB podcast logo on your jersey? <sighs> helmet, helmet visor. Oh, helmet, a sticker deal on the helmet. Yeah, yeah just cash. All oh. right. I'm good. We, we've got some stickers for uh, national champs, I believe. So we'll bring a sticker and some cash, and we'll get a yeah. visor. We'll get a helmet sticker on the visor. If you're paying, yeah. you get on the helmet. All right. <laughs> All right. He well, hasn't we'll... specified how much. So. No, but I can bring some cash. Yeah, I don't know I if it'll be a lot. Bring cash. Well, you're, you're already paying me anyway, KB. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the payroll for KB. I did his um, hedges the other day. Yeah. Oh. And pay, paid him cash. Yeah. It's got it's got to that point in my career. I have to do people's hedges to make cash. <laughs> I'm just helping supporters racing. Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, it's nice and find a local contractor though, you know. Yeah, yeah. Racing, racing for my dinner, you could say that. Eh? <laughs> I think someone's already taken that one. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh I'm, shit! I'm doing hedges to feed my children. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Racing. do a good job? Was it a good job? Yeah, it looked hard, tidy. Right? I stopped in and saw it last week. It looked good. Oh, I was very, I was very happy. Quick job. I had, I had, the, had um, Blake in the car just right next to me, obviously. obviously. But he was asleep, so I was trying to whack it out before he, he woke up because he likes to sleep in the car. Now, yeah, fair enough. You did well. We were happy. Open to any listeners, so he was safe. <laughs> no, hey, the window cracked. Yeah. Yeah. The door, was open. the door was open, he had a good breeze, it was a hot day, so he was loving it, and then I was just whacking out the hedge. As long as you weren't whacking out in the hedge. Nah, but we did it. Alright, let's do this thing. Alright, this is going to keep going, guys. Yeah, right. we, we, better, we better cut it off. Uh, yeah, thanks again, and um, we'll see, we, well, you listeners can listen to us jumble through the end of a podcast again sometime soon. <laughs> What's up? Whoa, I whoa, come whoa, whoa. from the land of down on the land. I got you. I got you. What was that? I Let it be like John Lennon, the anti-serum that you don't get for poisonous venom. Read the label carefully, I'm only here for the show. I love hip-hop too much to let you feed my ego. In the key of F-U-C-K, Y-O-U. I mean, why do I owe you if you're not helping me through? I mean, why do I owe you if you're obstructing my view? Success is not my castle, just a house that's brand new. You see, I irrigate the culture, give it shape like a sculpture. Still complicated, rock like I'm supposed to be. L-I-T-Z like my DJ. Rock to the rhythm like... You rock to what he plays at